Welcome to What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients with your host, Joel Miner. Listening to the show, you'll learn how to avoid the unnecessary pain and avoidable costs that commonly occur in the building and renovating process. Joel will also inspire you with his knowledge, experience and ideas on how to make your home a place to suit your lifestyle for years to come. Hello and welcome back to another episode of What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients. So this week I'm catching up with a very special guest, uh, Philip Dance. Now, these guys are all the way down in Tasmania. Um, They're actually award-winning builders for about four or five years in a row, I think, um, from memory with the HIA. So if you don't know what the HIA is, the HIA is like a like a governing body or not a governing body but a people that help their builders out um, basically with legalities, contracts, all that sort of stuff and, and basically tools for builders which essentially helps you as a client out in the long run as well for you know, making sure they're doing things correctly. Um, any questions that builders ask, it's a good platform for them to go to and they have all their legal teams or people that can assist with different questions that builders may have. Now, uh, these guys special in large alterations, big renovations. Um, I've, have a look on their website. They have got some pretty cool projects they do. They also do new builds as well. And they take care of the whole process from the very first step. So, you know, that designing and planning stage all the way through to the construction project, council approvals to the end result. Now, what I want to talk to Phil about in this uh, particular episode is so many people I talk to ask about where do I start my renovation it's so hard to figure out what to do or where to go who to see so I jumped in the first question I asked Phil is where should people start their renovation if they're looking to make that first step definitely contact the builder first Um, they really need to get a guy that's probably experienced in a lot of renovations as well Um, so they got to do a little bit of research select the builder that they done, does quite a bit of renovation work, but really need to get in there first so they can get a lot of ideas off, off him so he can um, point him in the right direction. Um, as you know, budget's a lot to do with these things. So if they get an architect in first, um, costs can blow out very quickly. Yeah, and that sort of leads, I suppose, I did have one sort of topic there about budget and design and how often do you see that uh, the budget always seems to be a lot more than d- the design? Uh, it's, it's more than half the cases, I guess, for us. Um, we get in there and we say, they're thinking of a budget of, you know, 15, 10 grand for a bathroom renovation, mate, which is up around the 20 to 25. So to, to make sure they've, they've got a right budget in mind for what they want to do is really important. So... That's one of those things, that's why you need that builder there first. So if they've got a certain budget, then you can guide them in the right direction to uh, to achieve what, what they're after. Yeah, for sure. And I know, like you sort of touched on it before about having the builder up front um, and right at the start, because I know I get some people who will go to the designer or architect first, um, or they, you know, and they sort of leave all the builders out and at the end of it, they'll get all their plans drawn, draw their three, you know, pick their three selected builders and then get quotes all off them. Um, and you sort of just touched on it before, what sort of dramas do you see this leads to from people taking this sort of direct pathway? We've had a dealing with a client before that went down that pathway, um, had these great plans drawn, fantastic, but it was four times over his budget. (laughs) Four times over his budget. So um, at the end of them, I've done a lot of dealing with him. I haven't had chats with the architect, trying to refine it a little bit so we can get to his budget. In the end, he actually quit. He, he gave up on the whole project and actually sold his house and bought another one that was already done. 
So yeah, as you can see there, the budget was just the architect drew what he wanted the client asked him to, which was fine, but they had no idea on that budget. So when it came time to develop it, it was just it was uh, it was unachievable. And you know, to see him, he, he was devastated. Like I had probably three weeks um, negotiation with him, and he was just getting down in the dumps each week to the point where it broke him, and he sold the house. Yeah, jeez. And, and like that comes back to us. Those people said, you know, I don't know how much this is going to cost. Um, you know what? Like I need a price to figure out whether I go. You know what? What I can do for the money. Um, I yeah. don't know from my experience, and you're probably the same. You'll find. Do you find that them being clear and honest with a budget really helps them when they're starting out on their renovation? They've they've got to really trust that builder, and they've got to be honest with him. Because once the builder knows that honest budget, that maximum budget, then we can work together. Then we can actually design and get what they want. You know, most of mine are, are growing families, so you know they, they need an extra room. So while they're doing the extra room. It generally includes an ensuite on because the house hasn't got it. So they add that on as well. So they're they're getting what they want, but then the budget sometimes doesn't allow that. So then they just got to refine on size and everything else. Because um, we do a lot of them, I can turn around and say, yes, you can achieve that, but you need to do this, this, and this. Um, so it's a um, it's a little bit of a process, but as long as they get that right builder to start with, the process is very easy. Yeah, for sure. And well, how do, well, if people are looking for a builder or they're going through that process, what sort of steps should they take or look for um, to try and find that right, right sort of builder? I know you touched with the, you know, finding someone they can trust is, I know, is a massive one. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a few things, I guess. So, I mean, you, you check out their web page and see if, if they do do renovations to start with. A, lo a lot of builders just concentrate on new builds. So you need a guy that's, and there's, you know, if you, even a phone call to him and say, do you do renovations? How many are you done? And stuff like that. Um, check with the HRA or the MBT, you know, if you give them a call. But they've got a few guys that they know that, you know, that this guy specialise in renovations because that's all he advertises as. Um, so there's there's another pathway you can go to. And obviously social media. So yeah, check sure. out a few Facebook pages and see what they're doing and, and whatnot. Um, for those who don't know what MBT or HIA is too, is um, Master Builders or what are you, HIA is just like another association, um, what was it called? Industry. Yeah, housing industry that sort of basically help builders out and, you know, sort of not yeah. govern it but um, look after them in a way. Um, what's, I guess, what sort of is the process of the lead up? Because I find a lot of people when they're starting a renovation or new build, they don't, they get quite surprised on how long things take in the background and also what actually goes on between them actually putting something down on ground to um, finishing the project. Uh, the rules and regulations now by councils and um, what the architects need to, need to draw up or draftsmen, so to speak, I suppose. But, uh, you know, in general for me, it's probably anywhere from a, a six-month project project just to get ready to put in a peg in the ground or, or rip down a wall or something like that it's just the plan design is probably about three months and then you're looking at three months for all the council regulations yep. and, and approvals and generally what takes like that three months of planning so what generally happens in that process of while that's going on so 
Like, is that a bit of back and forth or is that the some of the other professions doing their bit? Yeah, well, sometimes it's three months, sometimes it's only 21 days. So if you've got to go through planning, um, that means it's got to advertise out for a little while for, from council. So, and generally while that's going through planning, your draftsman's then doing your construction drawings. So it's still moving parts all the time. Um, once you get the planning approved, then you've got building. So building and plumbing. So you need permits to do both of them as well. Um, that's normally about a 21 day trial, but once your planning's approved, then you do construction drawings. This is the way we do it anyway. Um, then we start working on price and budgets to make sure it's all perfectly in their budget and set right for them. Once they're happy with that, we finish off the construction drawings and send that in the council. That gets approved. And then, you know, we plan it in. So once it normally comes out for approval, we're ready to start. Yeah, right. And yeah, I think a lot of people get a little bit blown away when it's like, that. oh, it's at least three to six months. They're like, well, what takes so long? And it's like... Once you start going back and forth a bit, you start to find that, oh, yeah, that you kind of want to have a bit of time to think about going through that planning process while they're doing designs and plans um, because the amount of times you probably find that they have changes or they, oh, this was good, but now we want to change this while you're, while you're still going through that design stage. So. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I had a, a client here a couple of days ago that um, he did all that process himself. It took him 12 months, actually a bit over 12 months. He said never again. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That was a, just a, a fairly big extension, though. So, um, but he couldn't believe the amount of reports that needed to get all this through council. He was amazed by all the different reports and legislation. And oh my god, he he, he tore his hair out more than what I've got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I suppose the benefits of having that builder in the early stages, like that, takes all the the hard work away from that person. Because a lot of people, I find, that want to just go see someone and they want that one person to deal with that they can just have them organise everything, they can fill everything out, they don't have to worry about organising council or planning and, and everything yeah. like that. But it's so much easier for both parties too, though. It's, like it's easier for us to do all that because then we know what we're dealing with and that all the time and then, you know, if some regulation comes in that affects the price, then I'm all over the top of it straight away so the client's always updated. Um, and it's just, you know, sometimes it the client won't know how to answer a lot of questions. Then they come through me and then they go back to the draftsman. So you've got that third party involved, which you know sometimes causes a bit of a headache and, of course, delays. Yeah, for sure. And it, and it leaves that opening for that miscommunication too because there will be a point where, I guess, if there's too many moving parts, you'll find that one person gets told something and the other person doesn't get told the other thing and then you have two different, three different people on three different pages. So, That's it, mate. Yeah. But um, no, we... you're up. Yeah, no, that's what I said. This, this guy realised that how much work goes involved behind the scenes and he said, you can have that job any day. <laughs> and, and you really need someone who knows, who deals with it all the time because I find it just, it makes the process so much smoother for them and a lot more enjoyable. Um, which leads to my sort of next question on how can people best help themselves or help you, um, you know, when they're coming to that, you know, they haven't got any plans or anything done um, and they're going to see a builder um, straight off the bat, um, how can they have or basically help you have more information to sort of get out what they want or what they're after or, you know, any inspiration or ideas um, or get something like that from? Uh, a few of them that come to me don't have any idea. They've got a half a mind of what they want, so I try and bleed as much information as I can out of them. Uh, I've had other clients come with a scrapbook 
So they've picked items out of magazines or off the web and, and put a scrapbook together and, and said, oh, this is what I want, that's what I want, that's what I want. I mean, for me, I found that very handy. So I actually suggest that to a lot of clients that come in for our first meeting to go away and start picking out some styles and designs and that that they like, that, that they really want. And then, you know, we try and mould all that together to put in their budget together for them. Yeah, for sure, because I think having a visual really helps everyone yeah. um, because I think find sometimes that, like, you just trying to communicate it sometimes in words, it, it doesn't quite get across the way it should. So um, is, yep. there, is there also, like, anything finance-wise they should try and do before even, like, thinking about renovating if they are applying well, for finance? That comes into the budget, yeah. So um, quite a few times it's one of our questions, one of the first first initial questionnaires we send out is have they been to a bank do they know how much they can get or how much money have they got spare to spend so um that really needs to be probably number one in my book is to work out exactly how much they've got so then you can work out exactly what you can do for them yeah for sure and i've, I've had previous experiences with people like this as well um where they've you know we've sort of gone through and they haven't got the pre-approval and i know you get the chicken before the egg question because some people will take some, you know, they'll go to the bank and go to get a pre-approval and they say, no, we need plans and everything first. But me personally, I think it's a waste of time and everyone's money getting some plans drawn up when you've got no idea on what they're, like, the bank's obviously going to set the budget, really, if, if they're yeah. applying for finance. So it makes Sorry. it really hard to be able to try and get a budget and get plans drawn when you haven't got sort of the budget to work to. Um, you know, they might be able to give you a figure, but... In hindsight, what's the bank going to say? Because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are going to be holding the trigger, really. Yeah, and like, I we had a couple of clients the other day that said that, um, oh, our budget's X amount. I said, right, have you been to the bank? And they said, no. I said, okay then. I said, how do you know your budget's X amount? I said, oh, we just done a little com on the computer. Um, Google one search, he said. I went, okay. I said, my advice is to go to your bank now then and double check that. Um, which they did, and end up, I was actually allowed to have more, which was yeah. interesting. So, um, therefore, they end up with an extra room under the house. So, um, yeah, no, which was, they were, they were wrapped with that, but, uh, yeah, so it was more, more of the point, always go and check that. Um, the banks will give you a good indication, and, of course, yes, all the plans and everything got to be done before approvals are done so yeah for sure and it's, it is really hard for a builder to give a price off plans too so if they don't have any plans you know i think i've done this in another episode um you know how does it how does a builder yeah. give how can they give a price without a set of plans it's like trying to play a bloody game of soccer without the ball yeah you just can't do that mate. Just, nah, that's it's, it's too inaccurate no not these days mate there's every block of land is different um i feel on a flat subdivision flat blocks it's, it's probably not too bad you can probably go a meter right but i mean i build on boss land like this now that that's steep and it just changes every single one the infrastructure that's got to go into to sustain it all mate it's it just changes every day yeah for sure especially with the council regs and everything else right they're, they're getting worse yeah. <laughs> um so if people haven't really got a good idea on what they're after or what they're wanting uh, what would be your some some of your suggestions or what you say to some of your clients that you know are looking for a bit of ideas and and places to start mate google's wonderful isn't it these days you type in anything these days you can find out i've had people here with laptops that 
start Googling there in front of me and say, oh, that's what I like and, and stuff like that. Like you said, visuals, visuals, everything. So um, good old Google for me, mate, to uh, get on there and get lots of ideas. Yeah, for sure. That. And I know, I know there's a few others out there like Pinterest, um, which is yep. a lot of people are starting to use. I find that I get a few clients come to me as well. They'll, you know, here's this. I said, just screenshot whatever you got, just screenshot it and keep that's it in a folder. Um, because exactly I find that's, right. that's the best, best thing ever. And that's what I was taught most of our clients to do today. Because you'll you'll find they'll have a sort of a style that'll all co- correlate back to one sort of sort of style they like, um, with yep. bits and pieces too. So, um, last sort of one, basically common mistakes people seem to make with this. I know we sort of touched with the going to the designer first, but what are some of the things you see um, people make when they're going through this, starting their renovation sort of process with the design um, before they even get built? Um. I guess um, most of the mistakes I see is, is, is what to do with budget. So that they've got this mindset, they've got this dream that they want and they get it drawn up and then on the boogeyman and say, you can't afford that. So it's probably some of the mistakes made. But other than that, people want to do a bit themselves, you know, of, oh, I'll, I'll paint it myself. And I'm thinking, yeah, but that's the finished product, you know, that's, Yep. that's the most important part I, I think sometimes you know you, you spend all this money getting the getting it look so fantastic and then then you go do a paint it and right, a lot of a lot of people can pick a shoddy paint job any day of the week so yeah for sure there's just probably a few things that that i noticed but other than that yeah it's if they come to that builder first they're on a winner yep yeah for sure um, all right, Phil, thanks for your time. Uh, if anyone's looking to contact you and the, your whereabouts, what's the best place to uh, contact you on? Mate, we're down here in Tassie, down south. Um, so if you just get on the PA Dance Builders, it'll, you'll search that up on the search engines, mate, and that's pretty well getting contact with us there. All right, Phil, thanks for your time. Ready. So as you cover, anytime. Phil really touched on some good points there and I just want to run back through a couple of things with you guys just to take a couple of takeaways. You guys can, uh, if you are thinking about going through that renovation design process, some of the important things that Phil mentioned now. Um, he mentioned that just finding a builder, one of, one of the things I picked up on was finding a builder you can trust and the importance of having them involved at the planning stage because it can make a huge difference to your experience and so, so many homeowners go through this process of getting plans built um, getting them all designed, the architect draws what they want, and they go to get a build, go get a price from a builder, and it's way more than what they're expecting or what they wanted to spend, and it's really just crushed their dream of having that massive overarching plan and dream that they had, and they've got to re re sit down. It's cost them extra to get redesign fees, different engineering because so many things have changed. So, super super important to have that builder involved from the start. It's going to enhance your experience. They're going to be able to guide you through that process but also making sure it's one you can trust so it's finding the right builder for you um he also mentioned phil just another thing i picked up was the design process so you know how long it actually takes like how, there's a massive process like you know from that first touch point sometimes it can take even up to 12 months you know that first point of inquiry and 12 months later um you're finally starting to put something on the ground now you know a lot of times this is can be between three, six, twelve months, depending on approvals. How how many sort of hurdles you need to get through to be able to get to um, that first stage of putting a slab down or basically starting construction. But 
I feel this is the process that you shouldn't rush. Um, take your time going through the design play, uh, stage. Have have that conversation with you and your partner or whoever you're doing that renovation with. And just keeping the builder and the designer all involved in that one process makes it a massive difference and they can all throw their two cents in. Um, you guys have had the chance to time and think about it. You can make changes along the way as you're going. Rather than trying to rush this and make changes halfway through a build where it's going to add extra costs, it's going to add time delays to you, and it's going to just be just a bit of a nightmare if you, if you start doing these things through. So um, the other thing was also just doing, like finding out what you do and don't like. Like Phil said, there's Google, um, there's also Pinterest, Instagram, there's so many apps out there these days. And having a folder, screenshotting, and putting in the things you do like so that when it does come time to, to finding a building and saying, hey, this is what I want, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, and even have a folder for what you don't like. Because this is really going to help your builder and communicate that to them to get a feel on what you're after and what style you like because it is quite hard sometimes to be able to communicate things and styles without having any visual pictures because so many people um, work better by having photos and stuff like that. So... Um, Good episode, good takeaways there, guys. So if you do have any other questions, you guys know where to find me. I'm Joel from Refined Space Constructions, and I'll see you all next week. That's it for this week's episode of What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients, brought to you by Refined Space Constructions. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.